0: Welcome to episode four of Save Nightlife, a visual podcast presented by Egg London discussing the cultural importance but also the extreme difficulties facing venues like Egg all around the UK due to the COVID-19 pandemic. As a reminder, Egg is currently running a crowdfunder campaign to help keep the club afloat during this period. If you can spare anything, the link to donate to that is below this video. On this episode, I'm joined by two international DJs, hit record producers, and they both do a little bit of radio as well, Joel Curry and Majestic. How are we doing, guys? Oi, oi,
1: oi. How's it going, bro?
2: All good. We're, it's the Saturday Night Kiss crew here, isn't it? All of it us. It actually is,
1: isn't it? We're <laughs> in together, in,
2: in a room, at last. <laughs> your, your radio is covered from seven to, uh, what, one in the morning from, uh, from <laughs> our show. You've got a lot of radio there. There's a lot of radio
0: in the building right now.
2: <laughs> For sure.
0: How have you guys been? How's how's what are we are lockdown three? How's it going for you both?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've just got back from Dubai. So um, I've had I was out there um, for a gig on New Year's Eve and just stayed for a little bit. So but yeah, back home now. So it's obviously snowing outside. So I've gone
2: from sunshine Slight to change so, in temperature.
1: <laughs> the tan is fading already.
2: <laughs> He's still probably got his top off though, regardless of the, of the snow. He's still doing the workouts outside, isn't it? You are, Joe. Come on.
1: <laughs> it's looking, that, looking tremendous. I'm going up and down the in
2: the snow like Rocky IV, brother. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Punching <laughs> cows. <laughs> yeah, lockdown lock 3.0. This is the oh. last lockdown. It is. I'm I'm putting it out there. They try and lock me down again, brother. I'm not complying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's been difficult for everyone, hasn't it? Really, and obviously for nightlife especially. I mentioned it on uh, Sunday brunch when I was on there the other week about the like nighttime uh, industry association and everything they're doing, and then mm. obviously. We're talking about Egg uh, to, to today, tonight, uh, and in particular, you know, all the venues that are, are struggling themselves. It's just very difficult, man. Like for us, we've got radio, we've got music, we've got production, but for, you know, venue, venue staffs, et cetera, there's just no light at the end of the tunnel and no no real sort of route back, no journey, no map for them to go, okay, cool. At least I know on this date it's ready. So yes, yeah, it's, it's difficult for everyone, isn't it really? But you have to feel in particular for, for certain sectors and obviously the nightlife, it's something that we're all passionate about and something that we've all always sort of uh, campaigned for, and we, we continue to.
0: Yeah, I mean, last week, I think the Nighttime Industries Association made a statement saying that 81% of venues would not survive February without assistance from the government. Like, yeah, what would it mean for you both personally if these venues just stopped existing?
1: Well, the, obviously, I've been a DJ since I was um, a teenager. It's what I've done my entire life. You know, I started club DJ when I was 16, 17. You know, I've been a resident since I was 18. So for me, it's just like, it's unbelievable what, what's going on. Um, and it's it's been a big change in my life to not be playing in nightclubs. And it's it's my passion. You know, it's the thing I love doing most is performing. So it's daunting, you know, it's, it's so sad. Um, and yeah, just fingers crossed, you know, that it just, yeah, as, as Madge said, it, I know it feels a bit doom and gloom, but you, you just feel like there's no light at the end of the tunnel at the moment. There's, there's no plan of a date of when we're going to open again and, and get back doing, doing what we love. And it's just it's just ter- terribly sad.
2: I think, yeah, Joel, Joel's bang on there as well. And um, mine and Joel's careers are quite parallel. Obviously, Joel's had incredible success. Congratulations, Joel, on the number one record of, of last year as well, by the way, mate. Uh, massive well look. Um, but yeah, we, we have done the graft. And what I say by that is... You know those late nights in preston at one in the morning in a venue with no one in it for for example or you know playing in rudolph's the Tottenham or opera house like we've literally i think me and joe have probably played every club in yeah. the uk and europe <laughs> like in terms of like yeah. the greek islands etc you know so we have been there and we've done that and especially from all the touring that we've done we've become very close with promoters uh venue owners venue managers bar staff security And, you know, there's a whole heap of people that are being affected by this and it is is so difficult not having that sort of uh, plan of action to come back and, you know, the fact that, you know, pubs were allowed to open, for example, and, and some of them were doing like socially distanced events, but clubs weren't. And, you know, as I go back to the point we're making about Egg tonight, Egg is an iconic nightclub in London that has provided the soundtrack to... Not just the people in the uk's weekend but people from all around, all over the world and this has been my argument a lot of the time when we have been forgotten as an industry being the fifth biggest you know contributor to the economy the nighttime in- uh, events industry we, we we are being left behind and we're being forgotten about at the detriment of our own economy so you know you think how many people come over to the uk tourists wise and end up in egg a lot of them do you know what i'm saying it's a really egg international is, club it's an international club it has an in- international lineups and it is it's up there, you know. It's fabric. It's ministry. It's Egg. Egg is in that top tier of, of nightclubs in London, and you know the thought that to go back to what is presumed as normal without someone something like Egg not being there is something is a, is a future I don't want to think about.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, Egg for me is is my local spot. You know, I live in North London, and um, I spent many of the nights, you know to the early mornings Raven an egg Sunday and, mornings. Uh, <laughs> and, um, you know, since the lockdown I've done some live streams there and, um, yeah. you know, it's been amazing working with the team there on the live streams and yeah, it's incredibly sad to see what's going on. And I'm praying, man, I'm praying that we, you know, that this, this nightmare will be over soon and hopefully it can survive.
0: And you mentioned the live streams you've been doing at egg Joel. What's it like being in the club, just seeing it so
1: empty? Do you know what it's it for all live streams? You know, I've had to adapt doing the sets. Um, you know, you're literally just doing it in front of a camera or down a webcam, um, and it's it was so weird at first. But it's the only outlet we've got, so I've just tried to stay positive and just give my energy towards the sets. And you know, when I'm on getting recorded or whatever, I just trying to give those positive positive vibes. But it's definitely not the same. I miss my crowd so so much, you know. And being an egg, and there being no crowd there at all, it, it's it's bizarre, you know. And it almost makes you miss it even more because you're in the, you've got this amazing sound system around you and the whole room is shaking and you know, just dropping bangers. But the realistic truth is there's no one else in the room and it just feels so weird. So yeah, but you know, we, it's important though. I think that we, I, the live streams for me have been important um, not only to sort of give people, you know, that are like, you know, something to watch, you know, on the weekend when they've got to stay in. Um, but also for me as a DJ as well, to sort of stay on my toes and, and keep, keep my craft going.
2: It must be difficult, Joel, obviously having the record that you had last year, which is, it's it's, got to be up there with one of the biggest dance records in the last 10 years. You know what I mean? It is huge. It was a huge record internationally. For you not to have that opportunity to go drop that on the dance floor of Egg peak time and everybody's singing, that must, it it must hurt a little.
1: It's Mate, it's incredibly painful, man. It's, uh, I've had sleepless. I'm not gonna lie. I've had sleepless nights about it. I mean, me and you, mate, we're we're both resident DJs for our whole life, so we're already missing this this big, f- you know, it's a piece of my heart. We're missing this huge thing in our life that me and you have done since we were teenagers. Yeah. Like like you said, we've rigorously like toured for years and years and years, and we both know those long nights and the drives and the going around the country, and obviously, you know, having this this record head and heart, um, and not being able to play it to a crowd. It's it's it, yeah, it's so sad for me, man, but. Again, I'm staying positive. You know, I'm, I feel like I'm very lucky. There's people in such a worse situation than me. So I, I'm, I'm a positive person. So I feel very blessed to be in the position I'm in. And I know that there will be a time when I will be back in front of a crowd and I will drop that track. And even if it's another year on, I don't know when it's going to be. It's still going to go a, off. It's, gonna, it's still, still going to go off. And yeah. it's still going to be a special moment for me, man. So I'm not going to let things get me down.
0: You, you both touch on the fact that obviously you guys have been doing this for your whole working lives. I'm guessing you've never seen a situation like this ever before where there's just been no clubs and no kind of sight of when they'll be back.
2: I can't think of the this amount of time I've ever had off DJing or I, touring. I don't stop. Like, this is the thing. I, I, I've had arguments with managements and agents in the past asking me to do less for more money because you're in that kind of position of your career. But for my own heart and my own mental mental health, I was like, no. I'm going to play that gig because I love to DJ. Do you know what I'm saying? And, and Mate, that's the same as you, Joel.
1: Me and you are, are exactly the same. We have got the same mindset there because I literally, um, I will DJ eight nights a week if that was possible. Yeah. <laughs> and and you you, you know, in the summers, we've grafted those residencies and, You know, I think, I think in summer 2019, I think in the space of four months, I did something mad, like 102 flights. It was, it was ridiculous, you know, like when I stacked it all up and people were like, you're crazy. Like why, how can you do this? But it's for the love of DJ and I generally love it so much. And it's all I know, man, it's what I've been doing since I was a teenager. Like I said, so I'm 32 now, man. So I've been doing this literally since I, you know, full time since I was 18. So me and Madge are the same on that, on that respect. And, um, yeah I've never ever had this amount of time off ever like since I can remember
0: yeah and, and we touch on live streams obviously you've both you've both done a fair share of live streams over the course of, of lockdown Madge you know in particular you're particularly technical DJ it's that's I guess a style that a, you can watch you can watch it well on a stream but a big part of that is is being in the room and feeling the kind of hype around it do you feel like it's, it's possible to translate that through a live stream?
2: I, I know exactly what you mean. Do you know what it is? It, it, I'm, I'm old school in terms of, you know, like Joel said, he's 32, i 34. You know, DJ EZ is like my hero. Like, let, let's have it right. Like, Zed, I, I can't give enough props to DJ EZ. He's the one of the best DJs I've seen and had the pleasure to MC for. I was EZ's MC for a while. So, you know, and you watch him and he's so technical and it is the thing. People used to literally stand by the decks with their mouth <coughs> open watching, watching Zed. That's what people do when you go to a club you know, James Hype is kind of in that sort of vein nowadays, but James performs to the camera, right? And what I mean by I'm old school, is like Zed doesn't. Like Zed doesn't Mm. perform to the camera. He performs for the crowd and himself when he's getting like the shoulder skanks and that. I'm very much like that because... I, I literally was having this debate with someone earlier on. I said like, we're in a sort of vein now where DJs are like looking to the camera and like the dude like miming words. Just, I can't get on with that. Like, I'm not that guy. Like we, we laughed about what guys we are. Like, listen, I'll have a laugh and a banter, whatever else. When it comes to the music time and mixing, I'm serious. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm Kurt, I'm just serious, to produce the producer <laughs> Right. So it, it's hard for me to like be in a live stream environment and come to the, like, the, like, the camera going like, oh, come on, let's yes. go. Yeah. Like, I'm not that person. So it's yeah. so difficult to then get that across in a live stream. Like Joel said, you have to give a certain level of energy to that. And it's a yeah. conscious energy. When you're doing that in the club and you get lost in the mix when the crowd are there and you start yeah. giving it the old DJ eyeball pull, like you're in front of the crowd <laughs> and <I'm> amazing, <laughs> you know, that you don't feel stupid doing it. Do you know what I mean, Joel? Like you know not so
1: Mate, 100%. I, I'll be honest with you. You know, I do the live streams. I have to have a few drinks. And I don't really drink that much when I DJ. But for the live streams, I have to have a few drinks just to make me not, better. Cause, yeah. Yeah, cause it feel better because yeah because it doesn't feel right and, and another thing that I, I struggle with as well is like I like when I when I like to play like I, I have residencies I like to play extended sets you know and build a journey when I'm playing house music and um, that's difficult to do on the live stream because you you know you kind of vibe off a crowd and take the crowd on the journey and you're trying to take that journey all on your own in front of a webcam and you <laughs> kind of get lost a little bit and then and you second guess yourself and then and I've had moments where I've done live streams and finished it and just actually felt quite down afterwards. And I've yeah. sat there and just gone, I don't, I feel down because I I feel like I, I haven't didn't fit. That didn't feel right to me. Didn't flow right. But it's because there's no crowd. So yeah, that's another, another part of it that, yeah, you can't really build a journey. I don't think my proper journey on a live stream. It just, you, there's no crowd. There's no vibe. Yeah. So
0: uh, let's just go back to egg there. Just talk me through the egg, your journey with egg as djs i'll
2: let you start joel because obviously you've been doing the live streams with him with him,
1: yeah so obviously as i said to you uh, egg is my local spot i live in north london um and our, and as soon as lockdown happened you know we reached out to egg and they were up for me going down there and doing a live stream and and it was the first one i actually did um when lockdown hit last march and um yeah obviously you know i wanted to do it because it's my local space and and it's somewhere that i've been raving many for many years myself and um and then obviously you know we all thought the lockdown was going to finish in the summer now that's what i thought i was like this is going to be over in the summer you know whatever and it obviously didn't and then i you know obviously heard about the troubles they were having and saw how it was all unfolding in the uk for live venues across the uk and i just maintained that relationship with them and we did another live stream after the summer and you know um anything i could do to help them you know i want to i want to do whatever i can to help egg survive for sure
0: and it, it seems like egg is kind of a pivotal club for so many people it's like a particularly people when they come to london it's like the first one of the first clubs they go rave at like was it was it a big part of your kind of when you first started going to raves was Egg part of that journey for you
1: well, yeah, it was always kind of like, because <laughs> I live nearby to it, it was always that place with the boys, you know, like, oh, should we just go to Egg for
2: a few hours? <laughs> a few hours, a so, uh, few hours, listen, yeah. you end up at Egg, don't matter what your night out is. It, like, especially yeah. on a Saturday night, it was ending up at Egg for the yeah, breakfast yeah. on the Sunday. But the Sunday. Yeah. You know, like, space, when everyone talks about space and, and the terrace at Space, the terrace at Egg is, is as legendary in, in in London to people, do you know what I mean? The outdoor space that they had, you know, back in the day, that's where you'd end up. And it was like, literally... I'd finish a rave at Scala because I used to play at Scala in King's Cross a lot in like, when was it? 06. And I, you'd go past Egg afterwards, and people are queuing up. And I yeah. always, I'd never forget beginning the queue of, of Egg. And they'd always, there was a bouncer, and he'd come past it, goes, if you are uncomfortable around, um, Drag queens or like homosexuals or whatever, please leave. You're not welcome. Do you know what I mean? It was like a really encompassing thing it, that, that always stood out to me that night when I heard people say that. Like they're telling people, like you know, this this is what we're about. We're this is for everyone. Everyone's welcome through these doors. And it was just like it, it had its own vibe to it. Do you know what I mean? People would from all over London, not just North London, go to Egg for have the, have that late night session. And yeah, yeah, like when I eventually got to play Egg, it was a big moment for me. When I headlined Egg, like that was like a a real moment of my career, do you know what I mean? And that was um, that was special because again, it's one of those clubs that you can tick off, bang, headlined, egg. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, and um, yeah, it's just I think I've played every room there, every single room, and there are a few rooms in egg. Like, and sometimes <laughs> a you go, rooms even and egg. even to this day now, like when I go in there, I'm like, where am I tonight? Like, I don't know where I am. Like, you, well, it, you can get lost in there. It is it, I, I liken it to the Wonderland for Alice in Wonderland when you go down the hole, like. If you've got a night out and you end up in Egg, you've gone down into Wonderland.
0: <laughs> it definitely feels like, I mean, everyone that's been on this on this series has said kind of exactly the same. It's a DJ's club. DJs love playing the club. And it seems like that club has played a key role in in every DJ's kind of journey, whether that's as a raver initially and then as a DJ at some point. So um, let's just uh, go back to Madge. You were on Sunday brunch the other week. And yeah. My favourite part about that was watching you eat the cheese. But uh, <laughs> Look, I'm not a cheese man, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, you had a great, great straight face on, but yeah, I did clock it.
2: <laughs> but the, the, you the, the, the bits of water straight afterwards gave the game away, I think.
0: <laughs> um, but you touched on there, and, and we were touching it already today, about how it feels like this has been a bit of a forgotten industry yep. in, um, in this kind of pandemic. There's been a lot of support dished out for some industries, parts of the economy. Seems like, this sector has been totally overlooked almost deliberately at times 100 percent. why do we think that that is because it doesn't there's no economic case for it
2: no there's no economic case for it so you then ask yourself you know it depends on how far down the rabbit hole you want to go because obviously there's so many layers and layers and layers to this and the thing is we everyone is in such different places you know when everyone says we're in the same boat we're not in the same boat though, are we really? I see, I see a, a very funny picture earlier where there was like a beautiful, like a uh, like ferry boat. And then there was like Castaway with Tom Hanks on that wooden raft that he made. And it said, people on furlough, self-employed. And it was just like, it is, you know, we're in the same boat in terms of we're all indoors and whatever else, however, we're not in the same boat in terms of economical support. So nightclubs, especially in venues, you know, when you're hearing the likes of the Deltic group, being in a position where like, you know, they're on their knees, for example, which is the, one of the biggest chains of nightclubs in the country. And clubs, again, that me and Joel have have played a lot of, and mm-hmm. you know, which is always sometimes other DJs have turned their nose up. But again, because we love DJing, we're like, no, I'm gonna mm-hmm. play that club. It's a like nightclub with people in it. What are you talking about? I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like Obviously that's why when you get to play the eggs and that, and they're the, deemed as the cooler clubs, we love it because they're like, right, I can go and show off now. Mm-hmm. So uh, why it's been forgotten, I think because if a load of lads from Eton are running the country and haven't had a session egg ever in their life, their business <coughs> is done over going shooting foxes in the forest with their pals. They've never <coughs> done that. Like, we are working class people. Do you know what I mean? I'm a working class North London kid. You know, I cut my teeth in the nighttime industry at Rudolph's nightclub. Yeah, I learned more in Rudolph's than I did ever at school. Do you know what I mean? In terms of like life lessons, like there's some stories. Do you know what I mean? I have stories about nightclubs. I always see it as my university. These nightclubs were my university. I didn't go uni. I could have went uni. I didn't. Like I, had, I had my path in my head mapped out. So I knew what I wanted to do. So if something doesn't mean anything to you, why are you going to support it? It doesn't mean anything to you you've never had a moment in there of where you've met your wife or your husband or you've made best friends with people. You know, some of my best friends now are people that I've met going out or DJing somewhere in that energy. And again, this comes down to a real spiritual point of view, which is all we are are frequencies and energy. You know, when you're around someone who's got good energy, like, oh, he's, he's a nice guy, man. He's got good energy. Like people don't realize that that's a thing. And when you're in a nightclub bunched up together, feeling the frequencies of the baseline and, and the music and you're singing, it's raising your frequencies, it's raising your vibration. Hence on the radio, I use that term, raising the vibration of the nation because that's what music does for us. So these people have never been in that situation. You think Rishi Sunak's ever been down egg on a Sunday, having it having it off like, <laughs> of course he hasn't. So mm. if it means nothing to you, why are you gonna support it? As you said, economically, it makes no sense. So for me, a lot of, a lot of this is my personal point of view whether people want to agree with it or not. And that's absolutely fine, because I'm in that place where I can have a discussion with people, unlike this social media war that we have now, which is just echo chambers of hate. I think we need to discuss and learn and educate uh, off one another, is that every single person, like whether it's egg, whether it's DJs, whether it's the bar staff, the bouncers, our industry is its own economy. It's its own thing. It's very hard to tax as well. And they've always been sort of at war with it. So for them, not 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 nicking money from the nighttime economy and whatever else doesn't mean anything to them. That's like, oh, all right, you know. They can do a live stream. They have no idea. Like if you don't experience something, you can't tell someone about it if you've never experienced it. That's where I'm at with it. So yeah, I just think it's the lack of experience from the people running the country and understanding how important it is for people's mental health as well. And that doesn't mean anything to them.
0: That was going to be my next question, Mads You you speak you know quite openly on socials about the mental health impact of not being able to see your mates and not be able to have these experiences with your mates it it really feels like lockdown three i don't know about you guys but it's lockdown three has dragged and it's been hard i feel like people are struggling now
2: well yeah as joel said joel was in dubai and um i was lucky enough myself to get out into dubai because i had a bit of work to do out there i popped in popped out got got in you know with all the precautions that was needed like because you have to you know got to take all the tests and whatever else um however i think you gotta remember this lockdown one we was all on board, we was involved. They promised us two weeks to, to, to curve it, it just two weeks. And we all gave them our trust and energy. Um, and it was nice, the weather was nice. We was all in the garden, it was fantastic.
0: Yeah, like That made a huge difference, didn't it?
2: Huge difference. Yeah, it wasn't this dark time round, all the time. Exactly, this time round, it's simple as this. I've, I've done every Zoom call I can possibly do, every Zoom quiz I can possibly do. The weather's <laughs> terrible, it's cold. Um, you know the, the, the vast majority of the country are untrusting of the government because they move the goalposts all the time and their reaction to things have been very poor and very slow. so straight away whereas the first lockdown my, myself included was going come on Boris lock us down what are you doing come on like and literally what I remember watching his speech when I was on on my decks in, in here and it was very wartime Churchill like come on let's do this together now it just feels like I'm you know we're being told off all the time. and and there's the adverts and stuff that you hear are very the end again back to energy as joe said about you know we talked before this of trying to block it out it's just like because i'm in the car earlier on and every other advert was like is your journey essential you could kill someone so they're placing a lot of the blame onto us and as empathic human beings i don't want to hurt anyone that's not what i'm about so that's where it's it's getting everyone joe i'm sure you, you feel the same as well
1: yeah. I mean, um, one thing that I've struggled with is, you know, obviously I'm into my fitness and, um, I've definitely, you know, I, I was lucky enough to go away. Um, to I had a booking for New Year's Eve. So I got, I was lucky enough to go away to Dubai. And, and, but before that, you know, obviously the gyms have been closed for a good, you know, month before I left and, and just being able to, when I went to Dubai, being able to work out again, I just felt like myself again. And, um, you know, that's, that's been the biggest impact of my it's mental health. a part
2: of you, Joel, isn't it? Like that, that, you yeah. know, that gym, the fitness side of you is you, it's a part it's, of you it's, and it's a part it of you that's missing.
1: It's what keeps me ticking, you know, like it, it's hard. It, it was really hard for me to, to my main passion in life is my DJ. And, you know, that was a massive thing that got taken away for you. But when, then when the fitness got taken away and I couldn't work out and that, it, it was like a double blow. And, um, I did struggle with that. You know, I did. So, um, yeah, it's just like being back here now again, obviously like back in the house and, and still, you know, there's no, there's no, it's cold as you said, it's not even hot outside. So it's like, it, it yeah. makes it feel even worse at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's horrible, man. It's horrible. We just gotta try and mentally stay strong and battle through this. And I'm just trying to block it out. Almost got into like a robot mode of just, just trying to be like Joel, just hanging there, keep going, keep going. Like hopefully we'll get some positive news of some restrictions being lifted. And yeah, for me, man, if we could if we could just at least get some fitness stuff back open again, that would definitely help me a lot mentally.
0: <laughs> and and touching on the positive stuff, if if the you've both had hugely, you know, su- successful years with big releases. Um have there been any positives to take from lockdown have you has it made you spend more time in a studio that is maybe you know you wouldn't have otherwise had the time to do I'm guessing with the touring schedules
2: 100% oh, yeah. For, for, yeah. for me especially yeah like, I'm, like as Joel said we're always on the road like so a lot of the times I was finishing stuff on aeroplanes and stuff so to be in the studio and be able to, to come up with things the, like the track I showed you earlier on is because I wasn't gigging on that particular night. So I was in my studio, vibes in. So, you know, that is the positive.
1: Yeah, that's been the silver lining for me, obviously, like, um, you know, off the back of last year, I know that I would have, like imagined I can't say no to a gig, so I probably (laughs) would have got back on the road and just toured and toured and toured. So, to not be able to do that and just be forced on like, um, focusing on what the next step is um, in my releases is definitely giving me the time to sort of like home in and and get get the next you know you know the next single right. And I'm lucky that I've had that time to do that. But yeah, I can't get I can't wait to get back to DJ man. I've got such an itch for it now. So just hurry up and open up. <laughs>
2: yeah, let's let's hope that the comeback is great because we actually do have a potential to have like the summer of love once again. Do you know what I mean? And hopefully. I know as a DJ, the moment I go into the decks in front of a proper crowd, not a socially distanced one, a proper crowd where you can lick your mate's face if you want to. Oh.
1: <laughs> right? it, gives, that... it gives me goosebumps thinking about it.
2: Honestly, I'm thinking about, like, you know, <sighs> what's my first tune going to be? Like, what am I going to start with? Do you know what I mean? Like, I when we go to Ibiza and Ibiza's normal again and I play a tune in Ibiza, I will cry. I'm putting it I think I, will...
1: I think I will do, man. Even picturing it now is making me feel emotional this and is. giving me goosebumps, man.
2: Because it is so important, man. It's just such a, it's such a beautiful way of connecting with people. M- music is the international language of love. Do you know what I'm saying? It is the, you know, it doesn't matter what language you speak. I, I remember being in, um, in high, like, and I think Fisher was on like last summer. And I'm there on the dance floor, my arm around some random Italian dude, going like, hey, 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 like, just like, just vibes in. Like, it's just so, f- like, when you let yourself go in music, man, it's therapeutic. It's healing. It's everything. It's, it's so important. And I think. You know, I'm definitely going to appreciate it even more so. Like, you know, Joel said, 102 flights last year Whatever we did. Some of those horrible flights in between Greek islands are not good. We have done some horrific travelling. However, you look back at it now and you go, I'd do it. I'd, I'd, uh, I'll would I'd, take yeah. the middle seat. I'll take the middle seat with two people next to me right now.
1: I know, I know that one positive out of all of this is like i would i never take anything granted again. You know, I'll never moan about a late night. I never did anyway, but I never no. would ever moan about a late night again. About a travel schedule. You know, just get me back out there. I'm desperate, and 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 you know, I just think that's another silver lining from all this is that I realize how lucky I am to yeah, do what I do and levels. and earn a, a living of what I what I get to do. You know, do
0: you think we'll see a bit of a reset now? Then, as a kind of as you said, everyone's suddenly feels a bit more grateful for what they got, but also you know, it looks like perhaps you would be able to travel and DJ within the country, but before you can do it internationally. Is it going to change the industry?
2: Well, I think obviously those that survive this will come back stronger. Do you know what I mean? So mm. like places like Egg, as long as we can keep it rolling and going, they'll come back and it will be so big because people will want to go to those iconic spots again. So, you know, I think we're looking at it slowly opening up sort of at home, on, on, on home soil and then it growing and and getting bigger. We just have to wait and see. This is the problem is the the waiting and seeing and not knowing what's next. I think, you know, we've got to look at somewhere like Dubai and and big them up because they they managed to control their cases. And like, I know everyone was digging out the influencers and social media and stuff for being out there, but the, the fact of the matter is they didn't have many cases. There was more cases in this country. So when Joel was still out there, there was more cases over there than here so him being there is actually safer than it would have been here so the fact that they're going right no this is an important part of our industry and they're very very aware of that they're like no we need to make sure this is open obviously now they've put a couple of things in place to to just slow it down for a little bit and then they're going to come back i like that because that gave me hope and then you look at new zealand obviously you know sub focus and all that holy goof was on tour out there and you you look at their stories i was jealous of sin but i was hopeful as well because that means you know what if i have to move there i will move there bro like, that's that's where I'm at now if I have to move to go and do what I do I will go
1: bring me with you
2: yeah Joe we're there mate
0: one thing that I think seems to almost have weirdly benefited from this situation and you all be quite familiar with it is is radio does it feel like this year has been a bit of a reset and people have fallen back in love with radio again
2: I think with radio people have realised how much soul is in radio in, in this time and I think, again, back to taking things for granted, like radio got taken for granted. Ah, oh, there's noise in the background. Oh, they got adverts. I go to Spotify and play what I want. Yeah, there's nothing an algorithm can reproduce that is from a human emotion, do you know what I mean? So when we're doing our shows, as you boys know, on Saturday night, it feels like a moment. It feels like an energy, do you know what I'm saying? And we play, so if I throw back to a history tune and it comes on within the mix, it feels like a moment. And then I talk about it and go, oh, I love this one, I forgot how good this was. And then people are like, so did I, Madge? Do you know what I mean? It, it connects people. There are a lot of people out there. And I, and I took this for granted as well, obviously, being married with children. You know, at home, like, my house is busy. There's people out there on their own. Do you know what I mean? In, in flats and stuff with no outdoor spaces. And they are literally four walls, prison-like right now. Mm. So to hear that voice on the radio... Like when me and Joel did our Christmas special together, we had people from all over the country send us voice yeah. It's like, and I love us, Barry in, in, in Yorkshire, uh, like, and Steve uh, from Liverpool, and, 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 and Sarah from Essex. And it was just great. Like it, f- it felt connected. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, think- you've
1: got to think like people can't go out on the weekends at the moment. People can't go out. So they're, lit, you know, listening to radio and having a Saturday night in has become the new going out. So, you know, it has kitchen become raves. More. Yeah. Kitchen raves, man. Like the tweets I get and people are locked in on Saturday Night Kiss and, and they're literally having a rave in their kitchen. And, you know, I know it sounds mad, but people even getting doing their hair off and just, you know, having a bit of a night in on their own and having a few drinks on Zoom with a few other people and putting the, putting the sets on. But this is, you know, it's it's lucky. You know, I'm, I feel so blessed that I'm in a, a position where I, where I can give that to people on, on a weekend. And for me personally you know, my radio show's become more important than ever to me because it's 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 my residency on a weekend now. I'm not out DJing clubs, so I'm like looking forward to doing my show on a weekend because that's kind of like my one night a week that I'm DJing.
2: <laughs> it's also proven as well, I don't know about you, Joel, but like when we go back to normal and our touring schedules are crazy, we can produce our radio shows because we're all working from home and sending in our in our shows that we can actually do it even when we're touring so obviously you was doing your show from dubai i did you know a show from dubai as well when i was there and it's like i can send that in and it still sounds vibesy and it's not a problem because i know from before when i was doing saturday nights when i you know first joint kiss and my touring schedule got so crazy that i couldn't commit to doing saturdays anymore because you know the boss at the time wanted me to be live we now have the argument to say hey i was pre-recorded for the best part of the year like if i need to take a week off or two weeks off i'm sure we can cope do you know what i mean i think it has given us a little bit of a bit of power there like because the argument now is oh I home, I home schooled for a year and home recorded like come on give me a bligh here do you know what i mean yeah do you think that will change radio
0: kind of you know i don't think there was ever a situation ever before where so much nationally broadcast radio was done from people's houses
1: yeah I think I think that it applies to all all workspaces and industries. you know, like yeah. I think you know the working week of of nine to five is gonna change forever. My brother works, you know he's a city boy, he works in PR and you know he's working from home now and he and he was like when it goes back, he doesn't think he'll ever go back to doing five days a week now and having to do the commute every day because they've realized that you can still be as effective and have a better, you know, standard of life and not have to do that commute every day. And yeah, I just think maybe there is some positives like that that have come out yeah. of this that we, th- we've realised, yeah.
2: I think a couple of days a week, like, for example, be it'd be lovely for a position to be where you can go, right, I can work at home for two, three days, and then two days I'm in the office just to have that connection with other people. I think that's proven, like I said, in the workspace, the effectiveness of people working. You know they can be trusted to get on with things and a lot of people have said actually i get more done because i'm not being distracted by someone in yeah. the office coming in and talking but you know I, do, I i personally i always used to go up to my show really early on a friday just to catch up with everyone in the office at kiss because especially as specialists we're not there every day we go in do our shows but i like to be a part of the team i like you know, I'm proud of being part of KISS. We all are, do you know what I mean? And like, I'm really happy with the direction that we're going in. You know, I look, you know, you had Sam on here the other day, the other week as well. Mm. You know, I look at our lineup now and I'm really proud to be a part of it. And for, yeah. for me, that is a massive, massive thing because, listen, my, my other love in life is football, yeah? And I, all my analogies go back to football. And I just look at KISS now as a, a like a, a football club and go, the signings that we've made, like, we look like a Real Madrid now. Whereas before, we were looking a bit like a Barnsley. Do you know what I mean? And <coughs> that, you know, and then the signings that we've made is great. Like, I'm not that guy. Like, I don't want to be there on my own and be like, oh, like, I'm the only one that's got a specialist show. Haha, <laughs> like, because that's what the case was before. Like, I was literally the only one on the FM, like... <sighs> You know, literally before, like Joel, was started doing the Thursdays, and 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 how everything was changing. Everything was on KISS, fresh, and and and, and So to be on a team full of people like Sam, like Joel, like Gorgon City, Dead Mouse, SKT, like you know, we got so many names. i have not mentioned even a, a tenth of the names we've got now. Yeah. So <clears throat> that that landscape's really changed, and and hopefully you know people stay engaged once we do go back to normal, and we're. we're I'd like to think people will be like, we're we're their sort of mate that stuck by them, and it's like we back them in their moment of darkness. We were there for them, so don't forget us when it's when it's all easy and you can just flick on Spotify. Don't forget us, is what I'm saying, because we were there. And, <laughs> and Joe will t- testify this. Doing our, doing a pre-rec is hard. It's, it's yeah. long. It's hard. It's annoying at times. Waiting yeah. for things to export. It takes up more time. I'd. Going into radio, because we like managed to luckily get the Christmas show in together up the studio. Went in, bosch back to back, bit of fun, couple of hours, done. When you're sitting there trying to do your links or whatever, or you're producing, it takes forever.
1: Yeah, it could take you up to two days sometimes because, you know, I'm quite OCD about my stuff, so I need to double check it's so all exported it properly and then, you know, my yep. show's a two-hour a two show, so I'll listen back to the whole thing. If there's one little thing wrong, I have to go back and change it change and listen it to all, it all yeah. again. And it's, it's it's arrogant, you know. Obviously, when you're, when you're in the studio, it's different because you're just pushing if it out. If you make a mistake, you know, it's gone out anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, know, when you can so, fix it. Yeah, you know, it's worth it in the end anyway, man, because it's, uh, you know, I'm proud of the show that I do and it's uh, I'm lucky to be in a position. But yeah, it it is a lot of work every week to do it.
0: Yeah, but good work at a time when we can't do kind of exactly. real clubs. Yeah, um, guys, thank you both so much for coming on. Um, if I could just ask you for one final kind of message to, to people at home who are, I'm in an iron about, you know, the state of clubs and stuff at the moment and looking forward to when we can go back to normal.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, my message would be um, I'm a very positive person. So I would just I know it's so hard sometimes to hear it, but just got to try and hang on to the positives and know that those good times, they are going to come back again. And when they do, we are going to have like the best parties of all time. I dream about it nearly every single night. And sometimes it doesn't fit. It feels like it's out of reach, but it will come back. It will come back. And when it does, man, we're going we're gonna to celebrate together.
2: Yeah, my thing is when we do come back is we will need your support more than ever. If you stayed at home to save lives and protect the NHS, when we can, go out, go rave and protect the nighttime industry. <laughs> like yeah. what we lost, come now's the time to go and give back. And, you know, because we're not actively, literally saving someone's life, we are. In, in, in other ways in terms of i know i sound like david brent but we are in, in in some ways in terms of like the moments that we give people that relief to someone that someone that has been at the bottom all week and felt like absolute rubbish gone out had the greatest night ever at summer like egg and it and gone you know what that one moment there that's giving me a bit more energy to go for another month do you know what i mean or whatever else it is and th- th- those moments you know i look back to, to my childhood and my teenagers especially of going out and partying walking out of Opera House at six in the morning with the shirt undone and all that. And it's just like, you know, I I can never recreate that moment. I can never get that energy back. But it's a memory that I'll have forever with my friends that I did it with and we still reminisce about it. So once we do go back to normal, that's literally going to be my promo tool. Remember lockdown and you couldn't go out? You can go out now, so buy the ticket. That's going to be my promo. You've got no excuse. There's no excuses. You're not locked down, come out. Like I don't want to hear any excuses. So yeah, literally, if you love raving, actively support it because that's the other thing as well people do lose a bit of touch and you know they actively hand money over to the likes of amazon and tesco's and netflix and apple all these multi multi multi-billion pound companies and they begrudge what 20 quid i'm paying 20 quid to go there it's like well look how much you paid for netflix for the last x amount of time you didn't have any qualms about that but you care about giving an independent nightclub some money come on so i mean that's my that's my message to people it's just like really do support local business and Nightclubs are 100% one of those things.
0: Majestic, Joel, thank you both so much for coming on. For everyone watching at home, if you can spare anything for the Egg Crowdfunder, the link is below this video. And I'll see you next time.